Hello, welcome to the Lark News. I'm Ian. Ian, Ian, I'll stop you there. All right. That is not the way we intro a Flying Lead episode. Oh, of course that's not. No. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that's much better, Ian. Much Welcome better. y'all, we're here on a flying lid and uh, <laughs> Apologies for any North American listeners yes. um, But that's just the way it's going to be That's yeah. the way it's going to be uh, I'm Ian, and I'm joined as ever by my intrepid Globetrotting, multi-lamp visiting uh, companion here, Dave Hello um, <laughs> Yeah, I went to fly lead again Son of a um, bitch now, I was planning on having the episode numbers for the previous Flying Lead uh, episodes to hand. Right. So it would Ever help, organized. help the listeners be like, hey, um, that that will help me go back and listen to previous episodes. So let's have a look here. Oh, here we go. So Flying Lead. Oh, episode 76. And episode 101 and 102 are Flying Lead episodes. There you go. There you go. There so you, go. you can go back and listen um, to it. But definitely honestly, worth a listen, I would say, though, because it's, it's fun. Well, you, you might change your mind, but like, I, I think they were great fun to listen to, and it gives you real... Yeah, and also like maybe helps with concepts. So Flying Lead is a, uh, a Western uh, yeah. movie LARP, okay? Yeah. Like, it's a lot of fun. It's a little bit silly. Uh, we have blank firing guns. I now own two six shooters with holsters. I'm dressed in a suit so cool. with a black hat. I'm good to go, basically. Yeah. I was going to ask you one question about the guns, actually. Yeah, go on. Um, so, is it just blank firing guns, or are they like cap guns as well? Or like, how does it work in terms okay. of the problem with cap guns? Is yeah. when everyone's firing blank firers. Yeah, cap guns don't really get the attention of the people you're shooting at as right. much as the. Sure. Nine millimeter explosive because they're very off. loud, right? Some of them are extremely loud. Like yeah. ear protection is big and clever, yeah. and basically you can you can kind of spot people that have been doing it a while because they will as soon as things start looking like it's about to kick off, everyone like starts reaching for their earplugs <laughs> and putting them in. You know, so um, I had my my I had a big bag of earplugs and I, I kind of handed them out as I went. But um, right, feed us in. Tell okay. us about the event. I'm so, so hyped. So, unfortunately, iLARP has become extremely popular. Yeah. They are making unbelievably good games down at their site in Ever- Eversley. Yeah. And, unfortunately, it's made it extremely difficult to get tickets. Yeah. I think the original sale of uh, tickets, I think it was either 50 or 60 players, sold out in three or four minutes. Wow. It's, I'm, I'm so jealous. Like, I, I, this is one I really have to go to. Yeah, it's really good. Also, it's potentially only got like a couple of years. They run two events per year plus Nightmare. Yeah, I think there's going to be like we're in the the the, the final stages of what I think they're probably going to run it next year, and I don't know if they're going to run it beyond there. So, but don't get tickets. It's rubbish. Um, <laughs> if you're listening to this. Um, yeah, so so it's set in this uh, two towns, um, and they are kind of like think Deadwood. They're on the they're kind yeah. of like the savage towns, wild right? west, but like slowly civilization is coming. The railroads coming. Right. Yeah, exactly. The railroads coming. Things are going to become like so. There's this kind of that was very much a theme of this weekend was the idea of civilization and what we want this town to be in the future is coming and knocking and there's like people like myself Hennessy Jones yeah. who 
It's pretty old school, right? Yeah. Like he he likes being a, a no good son of a bitch. Yeah, running around shooting people and and having a good time like that's his bread and butter. Maybe he doesn't really want to live in a civil. Like if he wanted yeah. civilized, he'd live in New York. Okay, yeah. he doesn't. He wants yeah. to live in this little Amazing. town. You know. Yeah, um, and it's kind of like where does a person like that uh, stand in the face of? Civilization. What role do they take on? Yeah, and the, kind the of law. Yeah, um, and all of that, right? Yeah. Like in the, um, the 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 injustice of wealth and how like freedoms and all of that <laughs> stuff, right? Yeah. Like this is all 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 in there. Yeah. Um. So, uh, because nightmare was a dream, nightmare yeah. didn't happen. Mm. Where um, uh, Hennessy had his uh, religious uh, coming. We instead have a Hennessy Jones that comes off the back of his potentially significant other, Antonio, yeah. being murdered by the Second Coming. Okay, yeah. who he- were they were like a religious, a religious cult, cult essentially. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. like a wacky American yeah. cult, yeah. right? Um, so Hennessy didn't really learn lessons that he learned at nightmare while yes. having the wonderful calming effect of antonio on his life where he started to see the world for a better place and that he can live the right way so instead he is a bitter drunkard who is oh, nice. okay. very angry at the world and very up for just shooting people at this stage because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know um so my plans going in were like Okay, well, I want to get a rose, which I completely forgot about in yeah. a couple of days. So Kitty and the other Rylark team gave me a rose. That's so I nice. put that in my jacket yeah. because Antonio was going to buy me a rose. So I thought that would be a nice little touch that I'm kind of like in under yeah, this. you carry him with you, right? Yeah, yeah. I had um, the, what they called the Western, you know, the kind of strip, drawstring Western style. Yeah, I know the things uh, you mean. No, like instead of a, um, necktie, a necktie, necktie thing. thing. Yeah, yeah I had a black that. one of those. Nice. And I had a black armband, like a bandana tied around my left arm. Right. So it's all like in mourning, yeah. but kind of like just adds to the very much black hat aesthetic that yeah. I have, right? Um, so... I had thought a couple of things before going, which were like, what can I do with Hennessy? And I was like, well, I kind of want to murder someone. That would be kind of fun. And potentially, does Hennessy survive the weekend? Like, he could die in a blaze of glory. Um, Again, he's going to kind of look for opportunity and all this stuff. But basically, what I didn't count on is the events I have been to has built up Hennessy's reputation and it's like Hennessy's part of the town now. So people know him. So right. it's kind of... He can't just like disappear. Well, into the... it made me like, well, Hennessy's kind of got a life here, right? Like it's kind of... I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about okay, that. Okay, interesting. We'll get, we'll get to it. So um, I had a few friends of mine that went uh, to Nightmare and then arrived. So uh, my friend Callum was playing um, the... <laughs> Mr. Taffy. Mr. Taffy, yeah. who is the heir to the Taffy um, empire. Right. Um, and, like, a very shady individual all round, right. right? And he's got his cohort of, like, um, Ellie and May, who were playing Eve, who is a one-eyed bandit. Right. And, um, uh, what's his name? Bloody Nora, who was May, <laughs> who was basically, like, a, a just, you know, <laughs> Bloody Nora, you know? Um, and they made up 
the Sticky Hand Gang. Right. And I think, um, I don't know whether uh, Nick, who played, what's his name? Um, oh my God, I've forgotten his name. Oh, I'm so sorry, Nick. Um, but he played like a, a charlatan magician. Right. I don't think he was officially part of the Sticky Hand Gang, just like Hennessy isn't part of the Sticky Hand Gang. Right, right. He's a, an affiliate. He's an affiliate, yeah, yeah, an independent contractor. So basically I spoke to uh, Callum before and we were like, he was like, hey, I want to know Hennessy before. And I was like, actually, I was thinking the same thing. So right. we came up with the idea that Hennessy had been hired by Taffy's father to bus unions. Um, <laughs> okay, right, right. And that's how he knew him. Okay. was like he had, uh, you know, done some some rather questionable things on behalf of the Taffy Empire in the past. Sure, sure. And he was a reliable man, you know. Yeah. So, um, so time in... I'm at the bar, I'm immediately going to have a few drinks, and then Taffy walks in and goes, well, look, isn't it, if it's Mr. Jones, Mr. Hennessy Jones, and I was like, ah, the young Taffy himself, growing up to be a man, you know, and like, we're having this conversation, and like, uh, we were talking about, like, he was like, so, Eve and Nora were like, his henchmen, mm. like, they were like, they're kind of like, his 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 muscle type thing. And Taffy immediately hired me to for for work, right? right? To keep an eye on him, make sure that. So immediately, Eve did not like this. Okay? okay, who the fuck is this freelancer coming in and being like, you know, we can protect you, Mister Taffy. Yeah. You don't. Well, who is this guy? You don't need this outside. You don't need him. Yeah. like he's he's a mug, right? Like yeah. uh, these small town fucking yokels, like yeah. sick of us. So I immediately had like a big antagonistic relationship with Eve so for the curious. entire weekend. So I'd be like calling her One Eye or Cyclops and stuff like this, and um, she would just be like giving me evils and daggers and watching me everything I'm doing all the time. And we basically had this really um, antagonistic relationship, which was really really good. Yeah. So they've been developing the site down at Eversley, um, and the church that I went to at Nightmare, they had built a roof on it and walls on it, and oh, they nice. were opening it up as the community hall, okay. which would be used for all sorts of things over the weekend. But it had a big grand opening, and they let fireworks off, and it was just a really good time, That's right? That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, really nice. They had uh, music there. Uh, they had like a, a band who were just like playing throughout the weekend, adding just ambient oh. awesome to the thing that's really you know cool. all the all the classic cowboy stuff like just created and we talked about this in a previous episode of having like ambient sound yeah. and music which just adds so much to the, especially when you filter it down into the background yeah yeah like, yeah oh, exactly. man, this is this fucking rocks um i've got a couple of props so i bump into my friend the mad Sergeant Cole, who yeah. is a cavalry sergeant, yeah. and he's completely insane and is very violent. Yeah. And uh, but me and Sergeant Cole get on extremely <laughs> well because well, you're a fully reputable uh, member Absolute, of society yourself. Absolutely, but there's a lot of affection there. There's this kind of like previously there was a kind of love triangle thing with Antonio, me and him. Yeah, so there's a lot of love there, even if it's not like. As much as these terrible people can kind of show that appreciation. So, Ian, there is a scarf in front of you. Yeah. Um, This is the gift that Cole gave me. (laughs) Jeez, it's got blood all over it. Keep opening it up. You'll find it eventually if you open up enough layers. Jeez, it's got a scalp in it. (laughs) It does have a scalp in it. Um, 
he gave me the scalp of uh, the second coming as a wow, present. Wow, okay, amazing. And Hennessy liked this very much. He was like, thank you very much, Cole. This is a very nice gift, you know? Jesus, I was not expecting that. No, neither was I. Um, but yeah, that is outrageously cool. That's really fun. And really fucking dark. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I actually did... What's weird is I, before going to the event, I actually watched a, a couple of YouTube videos about uh, scalping. And... Jesus. It was definitely on the cards and definitely European folks were definitely fucking scalping people so that's legit Jesus. so yeah really nice um while i'm hanging around in town yeah bear in mind i've got my first client in mr taffy mm. um i said to him i'll give you like 20 dollars. i'll watch it back and he gave me 15 and I said i'll give you another five if i survive type thing yeah. and bear in mind like that's quite a lot of money right antonio left me 80 dollars, okay. and i felt like the richest man in town okay, okay. That, that's how little money i had okay so Twenty dollars is yeah. pretty good for me, right? Yeah. You need thirty dollars by the end of the event to pay for your upkeep if it oh, makes okay. sense or right, you become sure. homeless. Yeah. Um so twenty dollars is well on my way to sure, fucking sure. doing well. Um so I'm mooching around, I'm in the, the, the community hall, I'm I'm hennessying it up around like just generally I'm being a bad son of a bitch and yeah. being a little bit rude and a little bit kind of like weird. Um and then this this guy comes up to me. Okay, he's got an eye patch on and he's shit faced drunk. Okay, right. like he's wasted drunk and he's slurring his words and he's just like, Are you Hennessy Jones? And I was just like, Who's asking? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. um, he goes, Oh, I'm I'm Ruben. Um, I've uh, I was asking around who the best gunslinger in town is, right? And they told me to find Hennessy Jones. <laughs> amazing so that's so cool so people had actually referred to me me of all people who is not a bad motherfucker as the best gunslinger in town that's awesome uh, uh, fucking amazing right yeah. so well, i tell you what's great is um and this is true of all role playing is when you when you when you're trying to be the character it's a collaborative experience and you need people to to uh reciprocate the the experience the, the of myth, what you're trying to sell. The right? myth, yeah. I mean, like, I can't quick draw. I probably couldn't hit a barn door. Um, but, like, people are, are up for being like, yeah, yeah no, Hennessy Jones is a bad motherfucker. It's and that's the way right? it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, he, who knows? He will shoot you. Who knows what he'll do? He's yeah. a bad man, right? So, really, really nice. That's so, cool. whoever fucking said that, really appreciate it. Um, and Ruben was like, Oh, really, really unlucky type thing. Right. Um, and I'm like, well, your luck's changed now, Ruben. Now you've met me. And he's, I'm like, uh, could I possibly pay for your protection? And I went, Ruben, give me $20 and I'll watch your back type thing. And this is basically a protection racket, right? Okay. Like, <laughs> Hennessy is kind of going to do the bare minimum to keep this guy alive, right? Like, the absolute, <laughs> sure, sure. like, he might come up to him and say, like, how are you doing? Good. Like he just gave me twenty dollars. Yeah, doesn't matter if he lives or die at this stage. I've yeah. got twenty dollars off him. Um, but Ruben was kind of like, put, we'll put a pin in Ruben. Okay, Ruben's okay. just this drunk guy. Um, his the, the player, his character had died every time he had gone to uh, thingy. So he was like, I want to just try and survive. I'll tell you what his other goal is later on. But sure. like he had another That's goal. Cool. Um, so. Um, 
We then get um, called up by the marshal, who's like, listen, there's some bad hombres out of town. Like, it's night at this stage, it's yeah. dark. Uh, we need to go and, like, shoot them. And I'm like, is this legal, marshal? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, you're goddamn right. And then it was like, <laughs> we headed out. And then... Uh, is, is the marshal... Uh, NPC. An NPC. That's Johnny. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so the NPC characters in town are the marshal, uh, the sheriff, uh, the mayor... And there were a couple more. Um, bear in mind, like I should have mentioned this earlier, they upped the amount of players. Yeah. So there were now 80 players and 50 crew or something. It's like, a it's way. a lot of people. Because it was 50 before, right? I think so, right. yeah. And it was like, I was slightly worried that it would be like, oh, is this too many? But no, it gave the place, like, I think it was Makes the it way perfect alive, amount. Right? Like, it felt like a, a fucking town, right? Yeah. Like, lots of things going on. Um Really, really cool. So a bunch of us bad hombres headed out into the darkness and we like come down a path and then we see these guys and they're all like sitting around a campfire and they're having a nice evening, right? right. And then we sneak up and just gun them all down. <laughs> oh, jeez. Just right. started blasting. And um, it was great. Really great. Just shooting some virtually unarmed people. They weren't ready, and we just gunned them down. And then we searched their pockets and took their money and ammo. Amazing. That's the way it goes. No questioning. uh, Was just yeah. Just that's a good day out for uh, Hennessy. And then they paid us twenty dollars for it. So I would have done that shit. You've already got all your upkeep paid. Well paid. Um, Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I'm like at this stage going. I'm making bank just off right. my rep right now. Yeah. Like, this is great. You yeah. know, like, I'm loving it. Um, so I headed back. I met a fella from London who had a couple of uh, medics with him who were, like, trying to keep him safe. But this guy from London was a little bit out of his depth being in this town or whatever. And sure. I was like, oh, I know a guy from London. And I was just like, uh, Lord Valentine was right. back, right? No butler this time, unfortunately. Okay. But... Um, Sorry to introduce Lord Valentine to this guy from London because they got the same accent and therefore right. they should probably meet. And I was just like, so I was like introducing people. Um, and then this um, Ruben comes up to me and is like, oh, oh, sorry, Mr. Jones type thing. And I'm like, oh, yes, Ruben. He's just like, uh, a man called me uh, like an asshole. <laughs> could you deal with this and I'm like who was it type thing and I had to deal with something already so I was like okay yeah. now I'm done so I went with Ruben and there was this guy around a fire and I was going I was like did you call this man an asshole and he was just like oh yeah maybe and I was just like so I pulled my gun out and I went like I put it straight at him and I was just like apologize to Ruben now and leave him alone in future and he was just like then I realized that the guy was speaking with an Australian accent so I uncocked the gun and was like are you Australian? And he's like, yeah, mate, I'm Australian. I was just like, oh, I am so sorry uh, about my, like, uh, <laughs> socially, uh, like, uh, you know, the, the social dynamics of it. And I was just like, if he's Australian, then he calls everyone an asshole and it's not a yeah. problem. So I right. put my gun away. And like, uh, I was like, no need to apologize, Ruben. This is what I'm here for. Yeah. Let me know type thing. Okay. Yeah. But Ruben's already like getting out there and getting into trouble, you know? Okay. Um, He's going to make you earn that $20 by the end. Well, well, <laughs> well. well. Um, so there's this big mover and shaker called Mr. Dalton, okay? okay. And he's from Texas. Okay. And he's got loads of money. Okay. And he's, like, investing heavily into the town. Okay. And it's like, 
huh, who is this big city folk type thing, you know? So, obviously, Hennessy approaches him and mm. it says, like, how much protection have you got? And, you know, you got to be careful in this town. Accidents happen all the time. People just get shot right. out of nowhere. Okay. And then he gave me $20. And I was like, thank you very much. I'll keep an eye out for you. But again, <laughs> 100% just a... Uh, a protection racket. A protection racket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll put a pin in Mr. Dalton as well. Okay. He's a big character coming up. Then I bumped into my cavalry friends. Um, what's his name? Um, Sergeant Goodwill, um, mm. who's like one of the more. In- I think he's in charge of the cavalry. There are a few cavalry guys there. Everyone, everyone in the cavalry, by the way, is a sergeant of okay. some description or uh, uh, you know. Uh, uh, is the uh, are the cavalry sort of like are they they're actually all players. players? Okay, they're sure. all players. Well, most of them are players. I think there were yeah. some exceptions, but Does... the ones I'm talking about are all players. Because when you're is is this like a part of character creation? Is there any way that's represented, like being a part of the military, or is that? I like... think they're gunslingers. Okay, but like, dude, like, oh yeah. my god, the characters in town, yeah, were like this. This time period, yeah, is like the Victorians. There's a bunch of other stuff. There's sure. like charlatans. There's like people that like proper like um, trackers with like fur jackets. Amazing. There's like. Um, it's a really interesting part, especially that it's fictional so version of it, all that cool. sort of cinematic and, version of it. Is and like... this American melting pot. Yeah. Like, there's a German doctor there, uh, uh, Doctor Schmidt, yeah. who used to be a, a doctor on pe- like like uh, like medical doctor, but now he's a, a doctor of the mind. Okay, <laughs> and he would like he's there to like help people with their basically their mental health, but okay. in a very German late 1800s type way okay Amazing. so everything's about the relationship with your mother and father <laughs> okay. and like all of that like really this guy's like smashed out of the park um so I bump into Sergeant Goodwill and he's like and Sergeant Cole's like I'm worried about him and I'm like what do you mean what are you worried about he's fine and like he's shit face drunk and yeah. Fucking Goodwill's actually like one of the only professional members of the fucking cavalry, okay? okay. Like he's one of the most upstanding people in the town, right? Okay. And he's like really, really drunk, and like he he take he looks at we see his gun, and or Cole was like, look at his gun, and then it was like he took his gun out, and it was like uh, rusted, and there were no bullets in it, and it was in really poor condition, and I was just like, yeah, I'm worried about him too now, and it's just like interesting. Um, so we start talking to him and he's um yeah he's been for a lot right like yeah. a lot of people have died in his watch and all this stuff and he's stationed out here and it seems though it's just got the better of him and he's like taking responsibility for all these people that have died and how he it was his responsibility and he should have done better and yeah, all this yeah. stuff it was just a really nice frontier cavalry officer like he's he's just seen too much right yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. and we're all like no like you're a really good officer like you're actually good you know a really really nice playing with that guy um so later on in the evening um fuck nick i'm so sorry i can't remember your character's name it's so bad um it's on the tip of my tongue but i don't yeah anyway he comes up with a magic trick okay, okay where he teaches a guy to catch a bullet in his teeth <laughs> Okay, so everyone's okay. standing out on the main strip, and there's the guy standing at the far end, and and the marshal's got his gun out, and just like, I don't know if this is a good idea or not, and I was just like, hey, I'll shoot him, 
So he gave me the gun. Jeez. And then they were gave me a countdown. Three, two, one. I just pulled out and just bam. <laughs> and then he immediately falls back down like he's been shot in the head. Okay. <laughs> so people come rushing over, being like, "Oh my god, you shot him!" And then it's like, then uh, Nick managed to get some sort of thing like a bullet wound in his forehead, right. and then out of the forehead they pulled a card. Which was the card or whatever, like it was like a card reveal. Okay. And everyone was like, hey, you missed. And I was just like, it ain't my gun. I was aiming for his mouth. Do you know what I mean? Like, and just proper Wild West, good times, really fun, like, just. Do you know what I mean? Oh, he was alive. Oh, he was alive. He survived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He wasn't dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, again, I got to shoot someone, and that was a good time. Uh, Mr. Dubois running around. Um, Is he still your... He's my lawyer. He's still your lawyer, So yeah. he tried to... Oh, you can pay me $50 and I'll look after you. I was just like, $50? Mr. Dubois? You know? And I was just yeah. like... Then he started talking about Dalton. Right. And how he doesn't quite trust Dalton. And I was just like, I'll tell you what. I'll keep an eye out for Dalton if you do your services for free. And he was like okay okay you know type thing yeah, it was like yeah, a yeah. good deal so um basically i was planning on possibly shooting an npc the next day whoever i didn't like the look of was probably right. going to get shot in town uh, that was my thinking so i wanted sure. to have like a lawyer so i could get protected and mr dubois had got sergeant cole off for murder last time who had punched a man to death in town right okay and they had charged him for murder but Sergeant Cole didn't mean to kill him, so therefore he was allowed to go free because he didn't murder him. It was manslaughter, but they didn't charge him with manslaughter. So Cole walked free. Okay, so amazing justice. <laughs> uh, he just beat a man with his bare hands. Um, lots of drunken shenanigans. Had a really good time. Again, like I, I, I'm pretty frazzled. It's today's yeah. the Tuesday. I yeah. got back on Sunday. I've been working since, so I'm pretty frazzled. Um, there were so many good experiences with so many different characters. Um, thank you, everyone, for taking me seriously. Amazing. Anyway, went to bed Saturday morning. Yeah. Get up, have some a little bit of brekkie, and um, head to town. And there's a town hall meeting in the community centre, okay? All the movers and shakers are there. So okay. you've got the mayor... You've got the marshal, you've got the sheriff, you've got uh, a doctor who's one of the senior people in town, all these different people, the general store guy, like everyone's there with some benches laid out for the rest of us. And basically, they are ironing the fucking mayor out like something special, okay? They're giving him all the shit. They're like, security is really bad. We're not getting any supplies to the town because they're being raided by bandits. We don't have a school. We don't have this. They're going to use a community centre for school. But the person who paid for the community centre was none other than Mr. Dalton. Okay. Okay. So he's sitting over the other side, smug as pig shit, right? Because he's the guy that come in and really, he believes in the town, right? Like, and he's investing money and the mayor is like this good for nothing and everyone's Mm. being mean to the mayor. So... Hen- out, out of interest, yeah. did the bandits start showing up around about the same time Mr. Dalton started well, paying, paying well, interest in the well, town? Well, well, we'll get to that, Ian. <laughs> okay. Spoilers, Ian. Um, <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Um, Hennessy Jones loves our mayor. He, under the mayor, 
ammunition is cheaper than it would be usually because he put a discount on it. So okay. I like the mayor, and I think the mayor's a stand-up fella. Okay, so I speak up and I say how great a job the mayor's doing, and everyone keeps arguing on and stuff like this. But eventually, uh, the meeting ends, and then we're told. So there's a bounty. There's someone to go and shoot, right? There were okay. there, over the Saturday. So much happened, and there were so many gunfights. I'm going to blur many of these gunfights in my memory into one gunfight, or okay. bits from gunfights into other gunfights because there were so many, and I shot so many people. <laughs> you know, it kind of blurs into okay, all right. But we head down and. We walk out of the town and then we head down through the fort and we go down into the, the valley area. Okay, there's like two hills either side and like a, a valley area in the middle. Um, we kind of we notice there's guys up on the top of the hill. Okay, and like the flanking force goes around the left hand side, climbs up the hill and starts moving across mm. to attack these guys. Uh, we're kind of near the bottom and kind of like there's not really much point in shooting because people can't see you very well sure. unless you're yelling really loudly but even then like it's you know so I was trying to save my ammo yeah. so they kind of like got kicked off the hill and started heading down and there was like a, a respawn or something and I knew I knew I was playing silly buggers but yeah. Johnny had said in the briefing which was excellent by the way the I like briefings are excellent um that if you get caught, you don't have to die, you can get captured, and this could lead to rescue missions and other plot stuff. Okay. So I'm in this gully with a doctor, okay? And the doctor's like, we got to go. I'm like, no, I'm going to wait here. And like, uh, I start blasting, okay? <laughs> um, so they're trying to come around, and they charge, and I shoot like a bunch of them the way in. Bear in mind, I've got two, two pistols, and they're both yeah. singing, okay? okay? And then I'm like... Click, 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 click. And this is like dead man's click. And I'm like, oh shit. So I'm like, I've been shot and I like fall down. I'm like, hey, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna wait here. And I, as soon as I get close, I'm like, I put the gun down. I'm like, hey, he's there, he's there. I'm got my arm, you know? Yeah. So then they then take me hostage. And Amazing. I'm like, so uh, this one little lady has two guns, my guns that are both empty pointed right. at me. And I'm like, Hey, you know there's no bullets in them guns. And they're like, <laughs> shut up, you! You know, like, uh, <laughs> so they're like, they march me off up the hill, along with the doctor who's also been taken. Oh, Tom, who's playing a fucking, uh, the crew, yeah. shoots me in the leg! <laughs> shoots me in the leg! Because he's like, fuck this guy, I'm going to shoot the guy in the leg. So thank you very much, Tom, for just unnecessarily shooting me in the leg. Okay, <laughs> so... I don't to be sure. Well, I'm like, now you have to fucking help carry me. So like, we head anyway, we head up to the fort and the players are at the top of the in the gateway and they're I'm like I'm I'm being as nonchalant. I'm like, fuck you guys, like I'm being rude, like I'm basically thinking they didn't get the big bowie knife I have on my belt. Right. So I was just like, when can I turn around and just start stabbing people? And how many yeah. people can I stab before like, I'm shot again, right? Yeah. Like, this is what I was thinking the entire time. So they start negotiating with who I will now refer to as the McCaw Boys, okay? Okay. A couple of fellas, the McCaw Boys, who kind of, I became friends with, I'll mention them now. Um, they're players as well. They're players. Okay. They don't publicly go by the McCaw Boys because that's their criminal name, but okay. I'm going to call them the McCaw Boys for the benefit of this story, okay? Amazing. Um 
again. Oh, I should have said this at the start. I'm going to go for a whole bunch of in-character stuff. Like yeah. a whole heap load because it's a really good story. If you don't know this and you go to these events, you do not know any of the stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. please, 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 use your discretion. Like, it's important if we're going to keep doing these. That, that That's the way it is. Um, the McCaw boys, okay? They're, they're negotiating um, and they're basically going, oh, we want $200 for these guys. And I'm, they're just like, we don't have $200. Like, uh, I'll give you 20 right now. I was like, take the 20 and then we can go. And I was just like... They're like, no. And I started like throwing out random numbers. Like I was saying, like, I'm worth at least 400. And they were like, then I'll be like, oh, pay him five and then you get to live. We all get to go home. <laughs> anyway, they tell them like, hey, we're going to go and get you money. Wait here. And we'll go and get you money and then we'll go and pay for them. Okay. okay. So they're all arguing, all this belly aching going on. But the McCaw boys come around the side of the fort and just start blasting okay and then they're like so they shoot these guys and I'm just like so I immediately just do one right as soon as the shooting starts I'm like I just walk like four paces to the gate and get out and I'm right. just like hobbling my way back um, but yeah they basically uh, came out shot a bunch of them and rescued me so, that's incredible yeah really cool um uh, the young lady had my two guns and they were brought back to me because it's a fun game and everyone was like, hey, yeah. are these yours? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, cheers. Um, That's great. Headed back to town. Um, then we... Oh, at that point, so there are claims, okay? Like gold claims where you can yeah, go I, look I think I'm for gold. Bringing yeah. this up in a previous one. Yeah. So what's nice about this is they have one claim per person. Sure. They cost $25 each, I think. But you can only buy one. Um, the bank, throughout the entire weekend, by the way, it had a giant cube outside of it. Like right, I think they probably need to come up with a better system for deposits or have two people in there or something. I love going to the bank. The sure. lady that runs the bank is fucking awesome. And there's something about the mundanity of being dressed as a cowboy yeah. and dealing with your bank manager is really good. Um, they're the people that sell these claims... I went off and did some blasting instead of waiting for... And obviously I got kidnapped, so I waited a bit. But by the time I got back, all the claims were gone. Um, but Mr. Taffy and the Sticky Hand Gang had a few claims. So I was like, hey, I'll come out with you. So Bloody Nora had her traps, and which are like little boxes. And you like tie them with a piece of string onto some stuff so that you okay. leave them. And then they get replaced by furs. So she was laying these out. There's a bit of confusion before about how the claims worked. Basically, the claims work as though there's a there's a, a stick with a number on it. You have that claim. You dig around in the dirt and you find these little nuggets of gold, okay? Oh, that's cool. Really cool. So, uh, we hit one claim up, pull out a bit of gold out of it, like a, like a, a little chunk type thing, yeah. like a, a little bit. Then we go to this other claim and there is so much fucking gold. Like, they are pulling out gold after gold block after gold block like these little nuggets right there's yeah, yeah. so they've got handfuls of these fucking rocks okay amazing and we're like so they're like we should go back to the other claim because like this is a lot of gold okay like maybe we missed some right while this is going on i can hear like gunshots going off in the background so um i head back with them and oh i said to mr taffy like oh do you want me to wait with you and he was like no go with uh the other two so i did and then when the shooting was going off i was like i should go and join in you know what i mean yeah. just yeah so i went up there did a bit more blasting um so 
at that point, I headed <laughs> back into town. Okay. And this guy walks up to me. He, he's got the paper in his hand. Right. And he's looking at me. And then he's looking at the paper. Okay. He's looking at me. And he's looking at the paper. Um, I have a copy of the paper here, Ian. The Goodwill Gazette. This is a mighty fine paper. Not all the news you could possibly hope to find. Now, Ian, would you like to look at the back page for me? Oh, my word. You've literally got a wanted poster in the paper. Have <laughs> it's a got re- a picture of your face. Do you want me to read it, Ian? Yeah, yeah, go on, go on. So... It's a it's a picture of a dashingly handsome man um, with a moustache and a hat, which so look good. a lot like mine. Yeah. Wanted. Wanted in connection to criminal activity, Missouri, Texas, and New Mexican territory. Suspected of involvement in acts of theft, bribery, breach of the peace, assault, jailbreak, and felony murder. Current whereabouts unknown. Have you seen this man? A, a known outlaw by several names believed to fabricate uh, to believe to be fabricated or aliases last seen crossing the border to New Austin. New Austin is the state that we live in. Right. Described as well-dressed, dark hair, heavily armed, sporting a mustache and stubble, speaks with a thick Midwestern drawl. Um, the Texas Ranger Division has offered a reward to any individual who comes forward with conclusive evidence of this outlaw's whereabouts. Unarmed civilians should not uh, should uh, unarmed civilians should be, uh, beware not to approach or interact with him for their own safety. Please seek the nearest federal or state representative if you have any information as this suspect, suspect's uh, dangerous suspect's location. Amazing. 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 So, Did you know anything about this? No! Not a Scooby. So literally the first thing I, I was just like... So I got the paper and I was just like, this fella looks nothing like me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, like, I don't know who this guy is. Like, uh, the jawline's all wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, I said, I showed the Sergeant Colin. He was like, yeah, he doesn't look anything like him. And he's just like, he even got the same hat as you. It's just like... No, that ain't the same hat as me. It's exactly the same hat as me. It's literally me in the so picture. Good. Um, yeah. So I'm like, oh shit. Okay, like, it's so good. Hennessy Jones has been rumbled. Right. Uh, so everyone in town. So for the next couple of hours, people get showing up and putting a gun in my back and saying like, hey, is this you? And I was just like, that ain't me. And I got in touch with uh, Mr. Dubois and I was saying to him like, Hey, I need to sue this paper for, for libel because uh, <laughs> they're around. Like, people seem to think this fella looks like me, um, and uh, people have put guns at me. They think I'm this guy. Uh, they'll print anything in the paper, you know. Like, uh, and then the the marshal got involved, so the sheriff, and they were like, "This is uh, this isn't a legal." wanted notice right so technically they can arrest me or do anything at that stage um which is good um and it's like a hundred percent this is Hennessy Jones yes like a hundred percent all those crimes definitely did all of them probably multiple <laughs> times okay yeah, yeah, like yeah. um yeah like bravo really really good uh Ed Eddie um made the paper didn't tell me about it that's so good so good um so this is starting to go on in my mind that I'm like, 
oh shit, like I could be in a whole heap of trouble here, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had a little, we had a break for lunch. I had a little nappy nap because I, my body is broken and I need to lie down or my back explodes. So uh, after lunch, we headed into town again and they were just having a wrestling match. They had three, they had like, they got the, 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 the the rope out for the sides on on Palisades and they had like a, an MC who was like introducing the different people and they would have like a proper wrestling fight in the middle. Like one of them was like, Hobo Jones versus this big guy, and like Hobo Jones was like could barely stand, and there was just, it was just a really really great fight. All the fighters were incredibly good; like yeah. it was so much fun. And there was like side bets going on, and like people so yelling. And it's so like you, you like even having not been, I can kind of picture the sort of stuff right because all of this um, Americana fictional kind of cinematic world I think is so ingrained in us get him punch him in the face <laughs> yeah, yeah all that kind of stuff hey get up get up hit him back you know all of that like just so endlessly good. just the best right yeah. um that was really really good um so a guy showed up and uh in the top hat mm. and was like hey I need help finding uh I need I need people to get my supplies back like some bandits had stolen the supplies that were coming to the town, including my own supplies. And I need a posse to get back. And I was like, this paid work? And he was just like, if you get the supplies back, I'll pay you. So I was like, okay. So I was like, I rounded up a few mm. few guns. So I got um, even Nora. Who else did I get? Um, oh, I went to see the, the Hannigans. Okay. Now, the Hannigans are like their own island their own entity okay they're like a group of these like bad motherfuckers like their kit is outrageously good and they're just like they mean sons of bitches you know but like over the course of the weekend i feel like the hannigans and hennessy jones like we had an like an understanding right like we're both like this group of people and me were both different entities and very dangerous, but like we don't fuck with it's each other. Kind of like game recognizing game kind of. Shit. Yeah, exactly. That's the kind of vibe. At least I, I hoped it was the vibe. Get a few of them to come along, and we head off, um, and we find a bunch of bandits. They're protecting the uh, like the there's like milk jugs and a crate. Um, we just start blasting. Um, <laughs> Shoot Mordecai that's the name of Nick's character Mordecai okay so there's a whole bunch of shooting going on we're jumping from tree to tree shooting people we shoot a bunch of people um they have a, a re-wave and Mordecai gets shot okay and he goes down and I'm like trying to protect him I'm also trying to like speed reload my guns like I literally have practiced speed loading my guns by the way this is how much into it I am okay I'm, Amazing. I'm getting faster at reloading because it's a pain in the ass reloading a fucking 1800 six shooter sure of course um, like it doesn't the, the the thing doesn't break yeah you have to you have a little slide thing yeah. and it's each barrel you have to anyway it's a pain in the ass um, so I run over and I'm blasting um, I managed to uh, rescue Mordecai um, bring him back Bandits are defeated, okay? Right. I'm going around, you know, you loot the dead, and I see this one fella, okay, and he's <laughs> lying on the ground. And I walk up to him and I'm just like Are you Are you from the town? 
And he's like, yep. And I'm like, hey, I need a doctor over here. And then they were like, he's like, mm -mm, I'm very much dead. And right. I was like, what? He says, yeah, my throat has been slit. Wow. And I'm like, what? So I bend down and I'm like, you got anything on you? And he's like, uh, yeah. He gave me his bullets. Amazing. So I'm, yeah, searched his pockets and got his bullets. And then people are like, this guy died. And people kept coming over and being like, hey, he got anything in his pockets? And I'm like, <laughs> no. No, he did. He's got nothing in his pockets. Then people started measuring their boots up against him. And I'm like, this fellow's from the town. Like, <laughs> And then, so then the undertaker, who's played by my friend Ali, was acting a little bit sheepish. And I was like, hey, it's kind of funny. This guy's all the way over here and the bandits were over there, but someone slid his throat. And like, he's looking very shady. Right. Very shady. Okay. So I think what that well, I'd know what happened. Ali may have accidentally murdered him. Accidentally. Yeah. So in the heat of the battle, this guy had been shot and was yelling for a medic or a, a, a healer, I should say, a sawbones. And Ali maybe didn't think that he was part of the town. Right. And just. Shanked Cut it. his throat out. Okay. <laughs> so, so like Hennessy's like, hey, maybe you should carry him back to town. Like giving him like a knowing look, and he's yeah. like, yeah, I'll carry him. So we're carrying this guy. This guy had like, he took it like an absolute champ. Yeah. Um, also, hey, what's his name? Anyone know this guy's name? Nobody knew the guy's name. Okay. All right. He was just a guy that had died. No one knew who he was. Everyone had... People kept coming up. There must have been at, at least six people walked up and tried to say, he got anything on in, in his pockets? And they're like, <laughs> no. And it was just like, I know... Okay, I know I took his ammo. Right. And I'm a bad person for that. However, over and over again, it became this farcical thing. Yeah. Anyway, he took him back to town and we shoved him in a box. Like, uh, and he was there and then... So I walked up to the preacher and was like, "Hey, preacher, there's a there's a dead fellow over there, and no one seems to know who he is. But could you mind saying coming over and saying a few words?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, I can do that type of thing." Um, I've got the oh, there was a couple other things that happened, but like at this point, oh Dalton had warned me about right. twenty minutes earlier. That if anything happened in town, to be ready. But wouldn't tell me the nature... Of what could happen. Of what was going to happen. Right. So, Dalton comes into the town on the main strip. Uh, like, on, on either side of him are a bunch of Pinkertons. And Pinkertons are like a detective agency or basically mercenaries. But, sure. like, legal mercenaries. Sure. And they're armed to the teeth. Right. And he yells out... Mr. Dubois! And Mr. Dubois stops and, and he turns around and goes, I'm your Huckleberry, which I love because it's the line of fucking yeah. Tombstone, Tombstone, which yeah. is, Mwah! yes, you get to fit that line in. Love that, um, Jack. Amazing. Um, so he turns and he's just like, I'm your Huckleberry. And they're like, he pulls out a wanted poster. And the wanted poster is clearly Mr. Dubois. 
but the wanted poster outlines how Mr. Dubois was murdered in in um, St. Louis or New Orleans, wherever it was, and that this person had murdered him by beating him to death and had taken his identity and fled. Right. right? And that's who... Mr. Dubois. Mr. Dubois was. And his real name is Barry. So I'm like, <laughs> Barry? Um, so I'm standing next to Mr. Dubois and I don't know what to do because I'm like, I don't want my friend to die. Oh, I turned to face him. So I was facing behind me. I pulled my pistol out and I kind of like offered him like uh, like low like this like, like i was like hey you want this and he yeah. like shook his head and i was like okay and i put the gun back in my pocket because my frame's quite big yeah, 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 right, and stuff. yeah but yeah i offered him a gun to see if he wanted to blast his way out of there but so he turns around and they basically have this big chat where they're like hey wanted dead or alive and then um mr dalton just says take him and then one of the Pinkertons steps forward, lifts up his nine, and shoots. And Mr. Dubois' throat explodes. They had a squib, and blood literally just sprays out <laughs> wow. of this gunshot wound in his throat. Like, it got to make shoot. Like, literally exploded. Like, it was, like, visceral. This lady was screaming behind me. Um, and they shot him. And then Mr. Dubois pulled out um, one of those tiny little what they called uh, Derringer Derringers yeah. with the, the over under and yeah. he pulls it out and fires a couple of shots and he wings uh, Dalton but then he's on the ground and he's like he's trying to speak and he's dying and everyone's like in shock and like running around and then he dies and wow. it's like Jesus I'm going to need a new lawyer right like um <laughs> Barry's dead. Barry's dead. Barry, Mr. Uh, Mr. Dubois, I mean Barry, whatever your name is. Um, so we take his body over to where this other dead fella is in the, in the kind of like the, the, the coroner type. Well, it's not coroner, he's a grave digger, but we lay him down. The priest comes over and does a, he's starting to do his eulogy for the unknown guy. Right. And then... Mr. Dubois comes over, who's this big celebrity in the town, and completely overshadows this poor guy's fucking funeral. And everyone's like, oh, how sad it is that Mr. Dubois dead. Barry. Barry. <laughs> and this other unknown guy is just lying in the coffin, like, just like, just yeet him in the fucking ground. Do you know what I mean? Like, fucking brutal. It's the worst, it's the worst way to die I have ever ever seen but the player really took it on the chin he was fucking amazing it was really funny yeah um i guess it stuff like that really sells the the brutal nature of that kind yeah. of you know there's part uh, of that mythology uh, i isn't it? think it was because it got to the point of farce. farce yeah yeah, yeah. like it got to the point where it was just so dismissive and so ridiculous yeah that this guy like I think we stripped him naked as well, or that was part yeah. of the law, and then we just gonna throw him in there, and someone stole his boots, and it was just, you know, yeah, he's in on it, right? Yeah, oh yeah, it was really funny, but um, and then his own funeral was overtaken by Mister Dubois' fucking death, but uh, amazing, um, so good, so, uh, so, Mister Dubois got a bag, okay, and like the Undertaker opened up the bag and went type thing right yeah and i go 
oh, I'm Mr. Dubois' beneficiary. Uh, his belongings are actually mine. And uh, he's like, you know, he's like, I've got to pay for the funeral type thing. And I'm like, oh, let me look in that. So I take the bag off him. I look in the bag. <laughs> okay. And there's some legal papers and stuff like that. There's a ring, uh, which looks quite shiny. But there is a wad of cash <laughs> fucking choke a donkey with Ian like a fucking wad of cash and I'm like yeet and I'm like so I grab this stuff and I'm talking to Jack Ways on the ground I'm like what's in here like is there anything worth taking I'm just like so I take this big wad of cash and I shove it in my pocket and this guy's yeah. walking past goes hey that's a big wad of cash you got there and I'm like I give him like ten dollars to fuck off okay you know like or twenty whatever it was and then I'm like uh the Undertaker's like, hey, am I going to get a piece of that? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to get you, so you just, uh, you know, I'm like, God, rest your soul, Mr. Dubois. Rest your <laughs> Barry. Soul. Barry, whatever your name is. Um, I'm going to look after your stuff and make sure it's okay. So I take his shares and there's a bunch of other papers in there. I immediately head to the bank. Okay. okay. Like, I don't, I don't even stick around to see him thrown in the ground. I'm just yeah. like, got this giant wadge in my pocket. Yeah. So I go in there and... The bank manager's like, oh, I'd like to make a deposit. And this guy was like sending a telegram before me. Hmm. And he sits down and says, she's like, oh, can I, uh, what, you want to make a deposit? And I'm just like, it's a it's a private matter. I'd prefer if we were uh, alone before I did this, right? I've got this, it's literally this giant stack of cash. Yeah. So the guy like writes this thing. He leaves. Eve is eyeballing me through the door, okay? Like, what's he up to in there? And as soon as the door shuts, I'm just like, bring this giant wedge of cash out. And I'm like... <laughs> Could you count this for me? I just want to make sure I know how much it is. This is uh, oh, I'm also uh, Mr. Dubois. Uh, and she's like, oh, how, how is he? And he says, oh, well, he's dead. <laughs> he, he died not not five minutes ago out there on the street. Um, I'm his beneficiary. Um, and uh, I'm here to take over whatever accounts he happens to have with the bank. And she's right. like, so... She's like, where did you get all this money from? I'm like, oh, well, some of it, Mr. Dubois. The rest of it I've been saving up for a while. And I thought I'd deposit it all at the same time. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely sus. A hundred percent sus. Um, so she's like, do you have anything written down to yeah. this effect? And I'm like, oh, no, it was a verbal agreement between friends. Um, yeah. And she was like, well, I can't do that. And then it turned out that she was like, well, between me and you, he closed his account today. Right. I was like, oh, is that right? You know? <laughs> this is the cash from so, that account right there. I don't even know whether I want to say how much money was in there. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you, Ian, but yeah. listeners at home, I'm going to bleep out how much money I got. Okay. Sure. When I put all this money together, Ian, it came to... a lot of money that is a lot of money so uh we've mentioned the amount now yes um you know how much yeah so just so to give context to uh things how much like what that, what will ten dollars for example get you okay well thirty dollars will pay for your, your downtime upkeep, yeah in the um it's a dollar a drink at the bar okay it's like <laughs> yeah so right. okay the economy is now broken okay oh, yeah and i'm like so i'm like what can I do with this money, right? Yeah. And she's like, oh, there's a bunch of different ways you can invest in the town. Like, you can build, help rebuild the bridge. You can invest in, like, mining stuff. And I was like, man, I want to do something with this money. 
I should also mention at this stage, I bumped into Jack afterwards and they okay. were talking about, I went, dude, I took that money, I put it in the bank, but I'm going to do something cool with it. And it was just like, okay, cool. He's told me, or they told me, that when they were dying, they had reached up and said, Cole, back, Cole, but was right. dying so much, no one understood, and he died. So the bag was actually meant to go to Cole, right? But Hennessy had intercepted it. <laughs> hey, look. To be fair, the Undertaker would have taken it anyway. Yeah. So better, better with Hennessy, who, who did like him, yeah. rather yeah. than Cole. If you listen to this, you might be a little salty about that, right? Yeah. But that's the way it is. Hey, hey no will. That's the way look. it is, right? It's got to be faster. Hey, it's the quick and the dead out see there. See an opportunity. The the quick and the broke. Um, I might well be dead. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I've got this big stack of cash now. Right. And my entire thinking on the world. So, OC, or maybe IC. Okay, what's Hennessy going to do? Right. This thing just came out in the paper, which is a spitting image of him. Sure. He has just received a very large amount of money. Right. Realistically... Hennessy Jones is getting the fuck out of Dodge, right? Like right. He's heading to California or wherever and disappearing. Sure. Or Mexico, wherever the hell he's going, okay? Yeah. But he's gone. But I like playing, playing in the town and therefore I'm going to keep playing, yeah. right? So, um, oh, I should get into some cool stuff that happened in the town. There was a marriage proposal between these two characters. Uh, there were NPCs. And then um, everyone's like, yay, a wedding. Like, it was going to be a wedding. Turned out both of them were wanted. So they both got arrested and taken <laughs> hauled off. And then uh, the sheriff, who's a great guy, was like, uh, oh, uh, we'll get you married. Got them married. And then threw them right back in the clink again. You know, Amazing. like really fun. Like Wild West shit. Silly Wild West shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I spoke to um, the sheriff earlier on that day. I think it was after the papers came out. And sure. I asked him about potentially becoming a deputy. Okay. Um, because I want to help the community, not for any other reason. Sure, sure. Not for any other no, reason, no. just because I want to help the community. Yeah, yeah. And I think I'll be a good deputy. Yeah. And if You know if some, the law very well. Exactly. And if some Texas Rangers will happen to show up, and start asking questions, people could tell them that I was a man of the law, you know? Yeah. Which is good. Um, so, oh, they had arts and crafts in the community place as well. I didn't get to do any, because Hennessy Jones isn't going to fuck with that. Yeah. But, like, there was a life-drawing class. That's cool. uh, just really fun. People seem to have, really enjoy it. Um, right. I make my deposit. I'm talking about starting a business. I then start talking to Mr. Taffy. Right, and Mr. Taffy has and his sticky hand gang yeah. have been committing numerous crimes. Okay, they're trying every hustle in the book. Okay, um, you have to pay a dollar uh, each time you cross back and forward between the town because you're supposed to be catching the stagecoach. And there was like a uh, uh, like a post box. Okay, these numbnuts had chewed up chewing gum and put it onto a stick and were trying to get it, the money out. Amazing. But the chewing gum fell off. <laughs> so then they tried to cover that with more money and then went to Johnny and said, hey, we've done a really silly thing. We 
put chewing gum in your thing. So they owned up to it, but it was like really funny. They did other crimes, which I won't talk about here because... Some of them actually worked. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, they worked. And they were just... Generally, like, Mr. Taffy was hustling the entire time and it was really fun. And they right. were kind of like... They were making a fair amount of money. They made loads of money off the gold. Um, so I was like, hey, you know, I came by some money. I was like, so I was like, maybe we can start a business together, you know? This Amazing. Is like, so I was like, yeah. And then so I started asking, like, what do you want to do? We had an idea for a certain type of business, uh, which I won't go into because there's some stuff about, like, I want to talk to the organizers about it, about the nature of that business. There's like uh, how the business is going to work, what it means. Sure. It'd be really cool if it did happen, but I can't really talk about it at the moment. Sure, sure, yeah. So we had this idea for a business. Uh, went to the bank manager. Was like, I want to do this. How do we do this? I want like a physical adding to the strip business, okay? Right. Like a property. And I was like, well, we need to speak to the uh, land realtor. They'll come sure. and negotiate it with you. And I kind of went through the whole plan with them. And then uh, I spoke to Johnny about it. Um, and then... Later on that evening, literally the land letting person came up and we had a whole meeting about how much it would cost, uh, how much it would cost per month. Um, We were like talking about it. So we weren't going to, the offer was that we wouldn't be able to get a building, but they might be able to get us a tent. Right. Uh, So we took a, so we were like, hey, this is too much. Maybe give us a discount. And they're like, okay, we'll give you a discount on the thing. And then a discount for the first three months or whatever. So we're like, this all sounds great. And we're like pretty excited. I had wanted to get the local preacher involved in right. this business to add a little veneer of legitimacy, like sure. a, like a ten percent share, yeah. but enough to be like, hey, this is a legitimate business because we have this preacher yeah. involved. But as I'm talking to the preacher, the preacher's like, hey, you have to let the rival businesses know in town. And I'm like, this seems very un-American. Yeah, like we're gonna do that, and then few little things here and there but me and the preacher have previously got on very well okay? okay we saw off the second coming together like yeah i'm a complicated man but i respect the preacher he's the only person i took my hat off for, for god's sake yeah. um there's some problem with the cavalry we went out to a shootout and came back and then the cavalry sergeant cole and some other guy got into a like a shootout fist fight Jeez. cole got shot in the hand and the chest and then I had to knock him out because he was in so much pain. So I knocked him out. Then he had to have like uh, brain surgery. Jeez. <laughs> so the surgeons are there and they're like working on that. This is all in the background, by the way. I'm like, yeah. you know, just crazy shit. Like basically Sergeant Cole has a habit of starting fights and ending up in traumatic <laughs> medical situations. This is what he does. <laughs> um so we're heading out at this point just as to, I saw Cole and I think he was just about recovering but he was high on morphine so it wasn't making much sense. Um, How does all that work out of interest? Is that, are you like given like is it all just role play? Everything's or, role play. Oh, everything's role play. No, everything's like, role play. So you, you get to choose when if you're better? Yeah, you get to choose whether you live or die. Did the bullet hit you? Did it not hit you? All of this stuff. It's okay. about creating the cinematic effect and this is what I actually to tangent I love about this system mm. because it's like you can be a badass. If it was like sure. airsoft, well, you got to be good at airsoft, right? Like, sure, sure. Uh, who's got the best gun or been mm. most practiced with it? No, it doesn't matter. You just blast away. You get hit or don't hit. Um, sure. Everyone's playing the game and you can be whatever you want to be, right? Sure. Really, really fun. Um, 
So we head off. Oh, go on. No, because I remember you talking in a previous episode about the shootouts. Yeah. And there's balls you draw out of a bag. Yeah. Is that... Because that's actually like a live or die kind of so, thing. So, yes. So there, there, is, is, there is a mechanic at, in the game. At high noon... Yeah. If you get called out, oh, I'm calling you out for high noon, yeah. uh, which happens once a day at high noon, and sure. only two people can be involved, and they shoot each other, and they're the ones that draw out the bag. Is that I've, like the only kind of no way that's involved? There are other ways. I think if you're badly wounded in some way, then right. that also happens. But you kind of decide if you're badly wounded? Well, I get to, as a gunslinger, I get to draw out the bag. And if I don't like the result, I can put the ball back in and I get to do it again. Sure. So effectively, if I bring out a dead one, yeah. I can just put it back in and do it again. Sure. Or if I'm feeling really crazy and I pull out one where it doesn't even hit me, I could put yeah. it back in and say I die. But right? what I mean is, sorry, like if you're, you, you, you go down to the, the setting, you get shot. Mm. You get to decide if it was a winging shot or you got shot in the chest. Or whatever, right? Yeah, exactly. And then if you're shot in the chest, then that will determine if you'll have to draw out the bag. No. Potentially. I got shot multiple times and never drew out of a bag. I have okay. not drawn out of a bag since attending. Okay. Um, that's very much of your own business. And I feel like if you wanted to, you could just be like, I'm shot really badly because I draw a ball out of the bag. Oh, okay, cool. So it's, it's like a decision like. you make. Is yeah, it? so like... That's kind of cool. Well, it was like... Well, when we told Johnny about the guy that died, yeah, it was like a guy died and it was like, what do you mean a guy died? And he says, well, he had his throat slit. And it was just like, oh my, how? Yeah. Right? Like, you know, you, you kind of choose when you die in this That's game, cool. right? I love it, dude, because yeah, you get yeah. to choose when you go. Um, you can get shot a thousand times. And, and if you're role playing, it's yeah, still yeah, yeah. It's, it's film stuff. Yeah, well, it's like um, there's that a bit in The Quick and the Dead where there's like this um, Native American who is like in the gun duel and he gets shot like so many times yeah, 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 and he yeah, just yeah. keeps getting back up and he's like, you know, like he can't be killed and stuff. It's like, you know, there's all that kind of mythos that you can do, right? I think there's a certain level of like co-cooperative. Uh, we always talk, me and you talk about this a lot, yeah. how all role play is cooperative. Yeah. If you're viewing role play as a solo activity, yeah. right? Like if you're going, I am going to be completely yeah. invincible, and I'm going to no-sell everything that happens, mm. that comes at a cost, right? But having a mix, and, yeah, and, yeah it, anyway, it works. Um, yeah, I think it's great. It sounds amazing. So, we head down, and there's... I think the setup is... There's a, there's a shootout down the valley. Mm. So, me, Ellie, and Nora mm. are heading down there. We're kind of near the back, and we see this big shootout going on driving them off the hill and driving them uh, down into the valley and then back up to the hill. Right. And I turn around to them and I'm like, okay, safe or dumb but really fun. Right. Right? Like really dangerous but it could be cool. Yeah. And they were like, oh, fuck it. Let's go for the dangerous one. So I lead them up the hill to basically go where they're being driven to. Amazing. So we head up there, just the three of us, and we're like, sneaking around and then we see them and, and how many how many are you talking about here well down the bottom it's hard to say there were at least four or five when we came up so. and like got the jump on them and like there was a bounty so we went out to shoot the bounties so i was just like hey bounty in the leg and i shoot and like shoot her in the That's leg cool. um a bunch of other stuff and then so we're blasting um then the a whole bunch of bandits come from the way we came behind us. 
they shoot Nora, Nora goes down, and like Mia and Eve are like sitting there looking at each other, and it's like, you son of a bitch. And then um, <laughs> they say, I'm going to give you the count of three to put your guns down. And he goes, three. And I go, two, one. And we both blaze the glory and turn <laughs> and just start shooting. And then like, <laughs> and like we get shot down and like uh, we shoot a bunch of them. And it was so cool to do the blaze of glory, yeah. you know, like we're going to get shot, but it doesn't like, we're going to do it anyway. Like I'm not putting my gun down for anyone, you know, like type thing. Um, the goodies came along and was like started shooting. Um, they rescued us. I got rescued by a couple of medics. Not medics. I should not use the word medics because that's the uh, IC call, OC call. Uh, the Saw doctors, bones. Sawbones. Yeah. One of them, it was their first lap. There were a bunch of people, by the way, that it was their first lap, and right. so many of them smashed it. Like they were so fucking good. And there were these two women, and they were both doctors, and they were like a double team, and they were just. They were great. They just were so good. I'm so impressed by like how people can just go to LARP. And even if you're internally going like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. And stuff like this. Mm. For me as a player, they're like, you fucking rock. Like, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. so fucking cool. Um, so yeah, we did a bit of a blaze of glory. That was fucking great. We then find out the guy's died again. <laughs> the same guy has been murdered <laughs> by somebody else. So he was there, and they're like, certain people who I won't say who, um, were like, hey, are you from the town? And the guy's like, yes. And they're like, that sounds like something a bandit would say. And then they go, hey, look, a bear. And they shoot him. <laughs> so we carry this dead body back. Right. And then... On the way back, there's a shootout. So we just unceremoniously dump him by a wall. And he's like this dead body again. It's just like, oh my god, this poor guy. Um, at least this time he got buried with his clothes on. Which <laughs> Did is... you get his name? No. No. Um, but then again, Hennessy wouldn't anyway, so it's not sure. really a big deal. Yeah. But yeah, the fact the guy died again is like unbelievable. I told Johnny on the way back. I saw him waiting. I said to him, remember that guy that died? And he was like, yeah. And he says... Yeah, he died again. He's like, <laughs> how? And it was just like, eh, you know, this guy's like, he, he took it really well and it was really, really good fun. But man, I need to just walk around with that guy and introduce him to everyone next time so he doesn't get fucking murdered by like the fucking, his own people in a yeah. fucking, anyway. So good. So, oh, so it becomes start coming evening. Uh, there's the... Turns out there's a bunch of cavalry people who are the baddies. This is main plot stuff. I wasn't sure. heavily involved in it. Turns out Dalton is a baddie. Right. Um, he's the one that's responsible for Surprisingly. All of this. Surprisingly, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I haven't wiped that out yet. Um, in the morning meeting when we were talking in the community hall, yeah. I had spoken up for uh, the, the mayor. mayor. Yeah. And I had also said that we shouldn't, like... Uh, pull our petticoats down for whoever's got the most money type thing. Like, right. shouldn't be born. So, and he said then, um, well, I paid you $20. So, like, everything here is, like, bought and paid for, you know? Yeah. And now I was rich. I was right. like, this stuck with me. So, I saw him in the bar. And there was this reporter lady there called Florence Broker. And she was from, she's very British. And, like, okay. uh... So I walk in there and I'm just like, hey, Mr. Dalton, um, 
I thought about what you said today in the meeting. And he's like, yeah. And I was just like, so I took $20 out and I put it on the table and I went, not everything in this town's, uh, town's for sale. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Amazing. So Florence thought I was like a really honorable guy because of this and was like, so she's going to help me out uh, promote my new business <laughs> right because Hennessy Jones is such a great guy oh, upstanding citizen upstanding citizen yeah. a man of his word yeah. and principle right yeah. brilliant okay <laughs> um, so then uh, now we're going to talk about the great coat heist okay. right. Mr. Taffy has a very elaborate jacket okay, okay? Um, and a little top hat okay and we were chilling in the bar and then the kids came in. Oh, there's a bunch of kids and they're okay. absolute nightmares. They're little devils. But okay. they're running around, okay? And they grab Mr. Taffy's hat and make a run for it, okay? And someone managed to stop one of the kids on the way out. So Mr. Taffy, like, questions him, searches him. Not physically searches him. Say, I'm searching you for money. Give me yeah. the money that you have. Takes the money. And then is like, if you want your money back, I want the hat back, okay? And they're like, okay. So they run off. And then... Through the course of Mr. Taffy and the Sticky Hand gang, right. they find out that there is another gang in town who put the kids up to go and steal the hat. Amazing. But they had also said, if you can get Mr. Taffy's jacket, we'll pay you $200. Wow. So Mr. Taffy sees a business opportunity. He's like, I'll give you my jacket, but we split the money, 100 each. Okay. Okay, so they're like, okay. So then Taffy gives the jacket to the kids, gives them their money back, minus 10% for paying the guy who stopped the kid. Yeah. Uh, and then they go off and make the trade and sell the jacket, okay? Yeah. And Taffy's like, when they show up, like, we're just going to pull guns on them and let them know who the fuck they're fucking with, okay? <laughs> like, and I'm like, okay, and he's like, Go round up some people who uh, who can uh, help us shoot or whatever, okay? Now, I think this is when I went off and spoke to Mr. Dalton. I got a little bit distracted. Sure. I was drinking a fair amount of whiskey at this stage. Sure. So I did not go around and fire find loads of hired guns to okay. go and shoot at, or point the guns at people. But I did find Reuben, who okay. just happened to be standing nearby. And I go, hey, Reuben. Come here. And he was just like, oh, okay. And I was just like, hey, some fellas are going to come here. Uh, when I say when, just pull your gun out and aim it at somebody, okay? And he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, good man, Ruben, good man. And he's like, uh, so <laughs> this gang shows up, okay, wearing Mr. Taffy's jacket, okay? okay. And their plan was that we're going to show up there and maybe play some poker, and that's how he could win his jacket back, okay? Sure. They did not expect... Hennessy Jones to pull out his fucking two pistols and be like, give Mr. Taffy his jacket back right now. And I pull my guns out, and then everyone else pulls their guns out. And Amazing, then, got a proper stand off. Ruben's like, now? And I'm like, yeah, Ruben, now. And he's like, he pulls his gun out, and then everyone pulls their guns out. And the entire town is just, there's a guy with a gun in my back. Everyone's got guns pointed. There's one guy in the middle who's wearing the jacket has like, five guns pointing at his head <laughs> he definitely doesn't want someone to make a mistake right now you know and it was like one of those things where I was just like I was like fuck what if someone shoots I'm really close to this guy's head so I like took a step back um, but it was like if someone had pulled the trigger at that moment half the town would be dead and half the town would have brains splattered all over them okay, okay it was yeah, like yeah. crazy anyway 
Jackie got handed over. Good times were had by all. Uh, we even went and had a photograph taken in the photo booth of all of us in the same positions that we were in during the, the Amazing. thing because it was just so fun. But crazy Mexican standoff like absolutely fucking amazing you know like proper gang fighting sure. gang type stuff like absolutely awesome that's so um, cool so oh so then I hear from someone I know I won't say who that the preacher has been going around and talking a fair amount of shit about Hennessy Jones really he's been telling people that Hennessy Jones is a criminal and in with criminal types, and they're going to open up a business and do criminal enterprises. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. what the fuck? Not, not what that preacher, because he's supposed to be a friend of mine. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 that guy. So I was, I was like, oh, he's like, oh, don't say it was me, because then he'll know it's me. And I'm like, hell no. And I just walk straight up there. So preacher sat there with his friend. There were the Hannigans all sitting around this campfire. And I walk up and I'm like, jacket back guns out and i'm just got my hand on my gun and i'm like hey i hear you got something to say about me you know yeah, and yeah, i'm yeah. like asking him questions and he's like denying everything and then i'm like uh so i said to him like so i was saying to him like after everything we've been through i remember when we were stood against the second coming me and you and i stood beside your side and i defended you and so it's like i really laid it on thick yeah and he ended up saying like, oh no, Hennessy, you're a good man. And I said like, oh, I said to the two guys, that, that just randoms that were sitting at the fire, like, you heard, you hear that? And they were like, yeah, we heard that. And I was like, good enough for me. And it's just like, uh, but it was like one of those things where it's just like, betrayed by the preacher. Wow. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a hundred percent right. Like, yeah. Hennessy Jones is no good son of a bitch, but maybe he's trying to do good. Like, you don't know, but to be portrayed by the preacher, Ian. Yeah. Oh, really good. Really good RP. Yeah, yeah. Like, really good antagonistic. The, the, the visualisation of that, you can see it. It's, it's yeah, so like, just great. Um, then towards the end of the evening, uh, a young lady came up. Um, we were sitting around the, the table, and she had some smut for us to look at. Amazing. So we paid a little bit of dollars in exchange for us making loud noises about how great the smut was. And God damn, Ian. God damn. <laughs> That will, that will make a man blush. What I saw on those pieces of paper, proper eighteen hundreds pornography, and very graphic it was. <laughs> um, okay, in the morning, turns out Dalton the big bad. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of bad guys uh, in the woods. Okay. We need to go and deal with them, um, including Dalton or. I didn't see Dalton at the firefight. I think Dalton's going to be a big bad who will be right, coming right, back right, and right, we'll returning. have to eventually defeat him. Mm. Uh, back in the valley, mm. we're supposed to ambush them. Right. Turns out, hungover people on the Sunday are really shit at hiding. Yeah. So, gunfight ensues long before the don't shoot before here moment. Yeah. Um, they drag out one of the doctors from the town and like are holding them hostage and then there's gunfights going on around them well they got to rescue the doctor there's a lot of blasting um we end up rescuing the doctor who gets shot um just a lot of blasting you know yeah. really good times oh i also want to mention this fucking dog there's a corgi right. who the owners have trained 
to quite like gunfire. Okay? okay. And this has gone so far that, okay, before any gunfight, you see the dog and it's like on a lead and it's like, oh, I know what the fuck's going to happen now. And like, first comes the talking bit. And then comes the shooting bit. And like the dog's like getting more and more excited. And then when the shooting starts, the owner lets it off its lead. And the dog just runs around. Shots going off all around it. Having the best time ever. I love shootouts at Flying Lead. Yeah. But I don't love the shootouts as much as this wonderful little dog does. And it makes me so happy to see this little dog running around with his tail... Tail wagging, chasing after people, shooting, just best day ever. Like, that's what it looks like when this dog is around. Best day ever. Um, <laughs> awesome. Love that dog. Anyway, um, so I head back to town, and the marshal's like, Hey, Hennessy, just to let you know, uh, I messaged those uh, Texas uh, Rangers to mm. say that there was a fella matching that description here, just to iron out any. Uh, any uh you know what's it called um mistakes or whatever that that might have been done like to in case it happens again type thing and i'm like oh thanks marshall that that's great and i'm like shit so next They're time around i'm gonna have to deal with some fucking texas rangers right <laughs> like um do i kill him i think what my plan is i'm gonna change my facial hair yeah. and my hat yeah and then be like i don't know who that guy is and then if they tried to do anything too silly, blast him. Blast him. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that's kind of the end, end of the event. Um, I thought waffled on. I've missed a lot of incredibly dope shit. This was amazing to play. Mm. Like, I had the best fucking time. Like, what I LARP are doing in those woods is something so special and so good and so rewarding. Yeah, yeah. I've really got to go. I think, like... Um... It, it, it like uh, I really like the sound of just the the openness of the system. I think the 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 cinematic nature of the theme and mm-hmm. like all of the moments you're describing are just so easily visual, visualizationable. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, uh, and it's packed. Yeah, it's like like uh, there are there are there are really good interactions and great moments that I that that, that I haven't even brought up. Yeah. They're not because they're better or worse. They're just like through the filter of the last couple of days. Like there was just so much going on, so yeah. many interesting, cool characters. Um, oh, Ruben's now my lackey. Amazing. So like he paid you, and now oh, he works. For after you he pulled thing. the gun out, I gave him his twenty dollars back. Amazing. And this is the really sad thing. Ruben wanted to survive the weekend, right, and make a friend. Oh, <laughs> and Ruben thinks that we're friends, whereas Hennessy sees this guy as a guy that will literally follow any instruction I give him. Yeah, and that man is very valuable. Yeah, you know, a human so, shield. So, say if I'm running an establishment, yeah, and someone happens to get shot, yeah, Ruben could say, "Go get rid of the body in the woods." Yeah, you know, Ruben could go do whatever. Yeah. And it's like, it's so tragic because Ruben's lovely. Yeah. But he has unfortunately become friends with a very bad person. <laughs> and it's the same as like uh, the, the reporter who genuinely thinks that Hennessy Jones is a good and honourable man. Mm. It's like, 
No, he's terrible, and it's tragic because like Ruben's gonna die. Hennessy is gonna get Ruben killed, and it's gonna be awful. Yeah. And oh, I love it. It's so good. Um, yeah, man, it sounds it sounds amazing. Like I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous, and like the mythos of the character you've made as well is just Tennessee it's Jones. so good. It's so like, good. And the thing is. There was a previous uh, segment in a, in, a, in the previous episode where you uh, blanked out a little bit of information you told me. And mm. it was interesting to see that information coming back in the, uh, in the newspaper. Yeah, it's um, like the, the, the mythos and lore of Hennessy Jones. And also, like, like legit, like, obviously, um, I am not a bad, scary motherfucker by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Hennessy Jones is. Yeah. And people completely respect that in game, and it's like it's so nice. Like I don't really play antagonistic characters ever, mm. so it's really weird to be able to play a, a, a antagonistic character that people take seriously. Mm. That does float this fine line. Like I was talking to um, the guy who plays uh, 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 Lord Valentine afterwards, and we were talking about Hennessy, mm. and it's just like. Is Hennessy a bad man? Because yeah. Hennessy kind of is very bad. He does a whole bunch of dubious stuff. But is he a sweetheart underneath all of that? Because I do do nice things for people. Uh, I don't really talk about them now. But like there was a couple of guys that were broke. Like the McCaw boys. Yeah. I paid them because they were broke. Yeah. Um, I paid the uh, uh, Hannigans. Mm. Because they didn't get paid for the job where we got the supplies. And I mm. said, hey... Hennessy Jones always pays his debts. Yeah. Like, uh, paid well, the there's debt. that whole kind of uh, honor among thieves kind of like a code to live by. The uh, and it's like that code can be uh, sort of you know darkly sort of tinged, but it's well, it's it's also like now Hennessy's got money. Yeah, uh, there is this possibility. Yeah, for like. It, it changes Hennessy a lot. Mm. He now doesn't need to work for whoever can pay him to keep them alive. Mm. He can now try and go straight effectively by running a business. Unfortunately, he's in business with Mr. Taffy and the Siggy Hand Gang. Sure. And they are definitely going to be doing some crimes. Yeah. Definitely going to be doing some crimes. Um, but, like, the memory of Mr. Dubois, how oh, helpful Barry. he was. <laughs> Barry. Um <laughs> The the um the memory of Antonio, mm. uh, Sergeant Cole, and how self destructive he is. Like, does he have a redemption? Because he uh, also has a thing where he's very protective of his friends. Mm. Like, Sergeant Cole really hated the fact I had gone away. Right. Like, he was really upset by that. So it's like one of these things where it's just like loads of these characters are really interesting in their like intersectionality of like their relationships with each other make the town yeah. like um oh I also I got interviewed by the sheriff with the the, the other sheriff or yeah. sheriff deputy but both of them interviewed me and asked me three questions and I answered the questions and I passed right so I am now a deputy I'm going to get Amazing. a badge next time and I'm going to be part of law enforcement in the town of interesting uh, War. yeah me and out uh, <laughs> Hennessy Justice. Yeah, but I also like the idea that like not even Hennessy knows whether he's on a redemption arc or mm. not. 
like like I think like the the Rangers coming is a really interesting thing yeah because he's not going to give up yeah but like let me put it this way if there was a choice between let me put it this way we're in a shootout yeah a Ranger gets shot I think Hennessy despite what it would mean would still save the Ranger at this yeah. point I think there's like a certain level of needless killing that's been done in Hennessy's yeah. life, you know? There's also, I guess there's a, um, someone's got that kind of free tend to humor kind of style thing where like, uh, going out on your own terms yeah. and like, like you kind of decide your, yeah. your epitaph almost. Uh, and there's a, I think they're like that kind of idea of, um, well, well, Dalton as well is like a really interesting thing because, Hennessy didn't like the idea that he can be bought or sold. Yeah. Because I think that also represents this idea of the the town coming in like and become, becoming civilised yeah. and becoming not what it was and maybe yeah. losing some of what makes the town special. Like, I would also be curious if these Texas Rangers showed up, who would pull iron mm. to stop Hennessy from leaving? Like, I don't know. It's mm. so hard to say. Like... With the Hannigans, with the Sticky Hand Gang, with the McCall brothers, would yeah, I mean, like there are so many characters, and what would happen if that happened? I don't, I honestly don't know. And also, I think a lot of that stuff as well. The interesting thing is, it, it probably is dependent on the moment and the circumstance, and uh, and I think that's what makes these kind of very grey and morally grey characters interesting is that it. it, it it's not easily definable and that you yourself don't know until the moment comes, you know? Oh, absolutely. I think like, and the character will guide you to whatever the, the correct outcome is because that's the, that's the outcome that you'll live. And that's the outcome you'll live with, which is how those kind of characters are. I said to uh, Johnny that I was like, Hey, I don't know whether I want to die. Like, because obviously if they show up and they're like, Hey, we're going to, we're just going to kill you. Um, what does that really mean? Um, so I was like, well, you know, I don't really want to die, but then I might die. So, um, Johnny was like, hey, you won't die unless you do something really stupid. And I was like, do something really stupid, you say, you know, like that's an interesting thing to say, you know, like, um, I think that's the thing though. Like it's, and it's the same in, uh, in anything, you know, if you're game mastering something, right, you you often give people options, right? Mm-hmm. And and you show people various doors uh, and ultimately they choose if they want to see what's behind that door. And sometimes you even sort of open the door a little bit and show them what is behind it and then ask them if they want to walk through. And that there's a lot of that that goes on in, in sort of these I, kind of experiences. I think, like, this is what I like about this system. I thought about this a lot afterwards was like who the, the the freedom of like i get to choose when i die and i can make that as epic or poignant or whatever i want to do yeah. um as much as i'd like and yeah. i love that you yeah. know um and also all the other characters get to interact with that moment however they want as well like you have agency over your experience and all of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but everybody else then gets to branch off and ripple off that however they desire right yeah. I love the town. Yeah, it like, sounds incredible. I 
wanted to stay mm. as Hennessy Jones and just live that yeah. life, right? By the way, can I say the uh, the the long hair, the moustache, everything? You're looking fantastic for the part. Yeah. All the all the photos. Very you're Hennessey. really yeah. You're looking looking um, amazing, dude. I had a a, a young lady say that um, there was genuine whiplash when she heard my use my real voice uh, <laughs> because it was like no that's Hennessy Jones he speaks a certain way and sure. it was like oh no he's just some fucking middle class boy from Cambridge you it's know? a bit like uh, the first time we uh, we met Callum and of course he was playing Sinwig at Empire oh, yeah. I've only and just we... got used to that now Like yeah uh, yeah now I'm kind of I'm totally I, I, I've seen the many faces of Callum right uh, but like when the first time I remember he spoke to this in this Verushkin accent and I was just like and then he, he dropped it for his regular voice I was like this is blowing my mind <laughs> one thing that's really uh, we're waffling out this stage yeah. guys but um, the how cool it is having people enjoy your character mm. and you enjoy other people's characters and it's just like like I said it's cooperative you're building the experience and narrative together and what, what comes out the other end is so complex and, and, and compelling. It's fucking amazing. And I think actually taking the time to tell other people who you've shared a length of game with that you're enjoying what they do and you appreciate what they do. I think there's, uh, you know, like actually that's a really cool thing about the hobby is that everybody uh, speaks well of each other. And if mm. they like a thing, they'll tell you. Uh, and I, I like that. And it's something I... I I try and do and I think it's it's a really good part of the hobby to actually just let people know that you actually really do enjoy what they're Hell yeah. they're putting out there. People, I think it actually really helps because you, you don't know uh, how someone else's kind of levels of self-consciousness are. Like t- people can seem very confident dude, but they can I, seem very I think uh, the reporter and those two uh, medics that I was talking about yeah. all of them were like new or new to the ILARP and were kind of doing their thing out of their comfort zone but like, from my point of view, yeah. were great additions to the town. Yeah. Like, we're absolutely killing it. And it's kind of, I think that's one thing that I want to kind of make sure I understand when I'm RPing is like, people have faith in yourself that people are enjoying what you're doing, especially mm. if you're doing it in like a giving, fun yeah. way. Um, but yeah, uh, we, well, let's draw it to an end, because yeah. we could get to yeah, yeah, we could for go hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got a really busy time coming up. Yeah. It's LARP after LARP after LARP after LARP after LARP. I've got Northern Kingdoms in a few days. Yeah. Uh, I'm off to... Uh, then it's... What's next? Is it Empire? And then I'm off to Prague. Yeah, for a really heavy one. A really heavy one. And then there's like a Northern Kingdoms player event. Uh, Second Breakfast. The, yes. The, with the little halfling hobbity people. Jeez, yeah. Um, yeah, so there's a lot going on. Also... We made a project last year. We did. Uh, a video project, uh, Can't Craft, Won't Craft. Hopefully you'll be seeing that very soon. Very soon. It, yeah. In fact, it might be out now if you go and check our YouTube. Um, it might be out now or just See. about to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, me and Ian go head to head in a crafting challenge. Yeah. Uh, we had fun. Uh, we got uh, a wonderful uh, lady called Frankie to go and edit it for us. She did an amazing, an amazing job, job trawling um, through all of our many hours uh, of goofery. Watching us for ten hours or something, and then having to cut that down to twenty minutes. Yeah. Um, hopefully, everyone enjoyed. Imagine it. like a video version of this level of waffling, yeah. but like cut down to good things. Yeah, stripped down to the the, the, the good, goodness. I say good with the best fits. Yeah, with. with <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much to our patrons. Yeah, um, incredible. Uh, Ian, do you want to pick one yes. at random? Stuff on the top. Uh, Kevin McGregor. Yeah. Um, James Lesser. 
Um, and then Daniel Wild. Um, actually, I don't think we've done Charles uh, Yarnold. I don't think so. Charles, I don't think we've mentioned no. him before. And he's been supporting us for ages. So, hey, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Um, I am doing my pieces right now, doing LARPs. Yeah. I love it. Uh, but your support is very, very good. Yeah. Literally, the video uh, definitely wouldn't exist without support from patrons. Yes. Um, we will be trying to show as much love as we can as we go. We have neglected you, dear patrons, for so long. Um, long suffering. Amazing. Yeah. Just the best. We love um, you so much. I think that's about it. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening. We'll be back with possibly. Oh, we even have like Empire content yeah. that we're going to be doing as well. Dude. Like. There's, There's a lot. A lot. Back to back stuff. Back going to up. back to back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Strap in. Um, get your saddles on. Tanoon. Uh, <laughs> um Much love. And uh, what, what, uh, you know, what's a cowboy you think we can say? What would Hennessy Jones say to somebody? Oh, I don't know. Or, or how about like the ominous threat of, I'll be seeing y'all.